Welcome to Beyond the Pen, the podcast that delves into the untold stories of emerging authors and the literary world. I'm your host, Maccabee Griffin, and each week I'll be shining a spotlight on talented yet undiscovered authors, giving them a platform to share their incredible stories and unique journeys that brought them to the world of writing. In each episode, we'll deep dive into the story behind the story, exploring the inspirations, challenges, and triumphs that have shaped our guests' literary careers, and have some fun along the way. From the initial spark of an idea to the journey of crafting and publishing their books, we'll uncover the secrets that make their stories truly special. But that's not all. Once a month, we'll be joined by an expert from the publishing world who will share invaluable insights and advice for aspiring writers, answering your burning questions, and demystifying the path to success in the literary industry. At Beyond the Pen, my mission is simple, to entertain, educate, and encourage the next generation of great storytellers. So whether you're a writer, an avid reader, or simply someone with a passion for storytelling, Join us as we venture beyond the pen and celebrate the power of the written word. Hello, all you happy people. It is Maccabee again, and... I am at my local library with two wonderful people, two people that you need to know if you are wanting to get your book into your library. I am talking to Mr. Joseph Woolley, who is the acquisitions librarian, and Ms. Daniel Acton, who is the adult engagement coordinator. And these two are your greatest resources for at least here at the Hamilton East Public Library in Indianapolis area. But for anybody else that's not in the Indianapolis area, go to your library, find out who your acquisitions librarian is and your adult acquisition or excuse me, adult engagement coordinator is, and they're going to be able to give you all those in, all that information on how to get your book into the library. So without further ado, I am going to bring Mr. Joseph Woolley and Miss Daniel Acton on here. Thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate it. So for everybody who doesn't know anything about either one of you, uh, we'll start with you, Danielle. Can you please introduce yourself to our beautiful bookworms and literary liaisons and tell us a little bit about yourself, but also most importantly, something you're willing to give up to us that we can't find out about you on the internet or anywhere else. Uh, so, uh, as you mentioned, I am the adult engagement coordinator here at the library. So that's just the fancy way of saying I'm the adult program coordinator. I lead our public services librarians and some of our assistants in providing planning and providing um, events and classes that are geared towards the adult audiences here. Something about me that nobody could dig up on the internet. That's a I don't know. That's a tough one. Um, that you're willing to give. That up I'm on. willing to give up. Um, while I didn't really understand a lot of the, what you were doing with the mics here, um, I have I have um, broadcast on Twitch before, <laughs> like a ner in a nerdy in a nerdy way. I'm very much into board games. And, okay, so and what's your Twitch thing? We can talk about that later. We can talk about that later. Like we're not we've fallen off the wagon lately. Uh oh. So, but um, it, 
grew out of COVID and pandemic quarantine times um, as a way to still connect with our gaming friends and find new gaming friends, actually. We made some cool cool friends and connections uh, over Twitch. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. What about you, Joseph? Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, as you mentioned, um, I am the adult material selector here at the library, which means that uh, all of the adult materials, meaning books, uh, movies, CDs, audiobooks, everything of that nature, both physical and, and on our digital catalog as well, uh, anything that comes into the library kind of goes through me first. So I, I do the um, the kind of the approval and and um, and maybe unfortunately passing on some some of our materials in a way to um, get our our patrons the best uh, uh, best information and the things that they want want the most. And I guess a, a thing about me that my coworkers probably know, but the world at large doesn't, is that while I live in Indianapolis, I am a diehard Detroit sports fan. So if you want a Shortcut to getting your book into the library, maybe set it around the Comerica Park where the Tigers play, and 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 that that might might help you out a little bit. Wow. Okay. So we got a little bit of dirt on you then. So okay. So as the acquisitions librarian, uh, can you walk us through the step by step process of submitting a book for consideration? In the library collection, uh, whether it's an ebook, a physical book, or even an audiobook. Sure, absolutely. So, uh, submitting a, a physical book is the the easiest way to do this. Uh, digitally, on any of our ebook content is kind of run through our OverDrive or uh, Hoopla platforms, which are less accessible for for um, somebody who's not behind a, a major publisher. Uh, but for physical books, we we happily take um, any kind of donations that a local author is is willing to willing to part with, and how that process works. The donations come to me and and uh, uh, some of my colleagues on our our selections team. We evaluate the book against our uh, established collection development policy and and criteria, and when it. Uh, inevitably, when it passes our our tests, then we add it into the collection and and decide where it best fits the the needs of the patrons. Nice, and Danielle. Um, how do you envision the future of the adult engagement at the library in the era of digitalization, and why is it important for authors to be a part of it? Well, especially um, when you're working with your local library. I mean. I think local authors, especially if they are self-publishing or just starting out, they want to connect with those around them first, like in the community where they live. So we, as the programming coordinator, we get a lot of requests um, from authors saying, hey, I have a new book coming out. Um, I would love to have a talk at the library or a signing. And um, I feel for those authors. However... <laughs> we get so many of those requests. We have a really prolific community around us. So unfortunately, we can't we can't honor all of those requests. So that's why we do this annual local author fair every year so that we can um, accommodate as many of those local authors as possible because um, there's just no way we can we can do every single every single one as a one-off, unfortunately. So what goes into this? book fair? What, what are some of the things that people need to know about it? Um, it's growing year after year. Um, 
this is the third one that since I've been here uh, at Hamilton East Public Library that I've been involved in coordinating and planning. It's it's the biggest ever this year. We had over 100 applications from local authors, which is amazing. However, we only have about 60 booth spaces. So um, it's it's becoming um, a task. It, like it's it's heartbreaking to have to say no to, you know, 40 some authors that applied. Um, but that's that's just where we are now. It's it, the words out the the events getting bigger and more popular. So, yeah, for someone yeah. who was there last year and mm-hmm. talking to a lot of the authors, this is huge because we had how many last year? We had like 20. It was, it was about 43, was including 43? the or the few organizations that were there, too. Right. Um, and that was we were being still a little cautious around COVID, you know, concerns right. and, and the spacing of the tables. So that's why we're up to about 60 some this year. We can pack people in there <laughs> a little more closely. Um, but that's really like the capacity of, of the, the venue. So, yeah. But even still, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, last year was really successful with that. And I'm, I'm pretty sure, Joseph, that some of these authors have actually been brought into the library after this uh, book fair actually happened or even prior to that. I'm, I'm you mean on uh, as their their books on the yes. shelf? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. In fact, yeah, that's one of the things that I I work with Danielle here on is uh, getting those titles into our into our catalog as soon as possible. So, uh, in fact, I'm in the process of of doing that right now. Is and that's uh, going through the list of of authors who have already been vetted by the the local author fair committee and and uh, adding their their books to our to our shelves so that. Um, the local local readers can can read what their neighbors are writing. That's that's kind of a fun way to think about it. Yeah, that is because I, I think it's funny is that when people really look at these book fairs, they don't really look at how much of a community process this is and how much the community is involved in it. So what are some of the key benefits an author can expect from having their books included in the library's collection? Absolutely. Uh, well, the but just by having books on the shelf gives uh, well with as with any book gives free access to that that title, and I've had numerous authors who uh, reached out to me and asked maybe after the fact how how is my book doing and I'm able to you know do some searching and see be happy to tell them oh your book's gone out a, a dozen times in the last in the last year or so and that's. Uh, that's I think that's really enlightening for for a lot of a lot of new and, and up and coming authors to know that well that's that might be ten people who read my book last year that that wouldn't have otherwise so just because it was on the shelf and the cover caught their eye and and the the description sounded good and they a person walked home with it so uh, that's that's been uh, really fun to really fun to connect the authors with the an audience so. yeah because I when I was Coming up with these questions and doing research on what you do and, Danielle, what you do, I noticed that a lot of different articles were saying the exact same thing, is that majority of the time, especially with self, uh, self-published authors, that there is a sense that when it's at the library, there's a lot more people that see it comparative to going on Amazon and Barnes and Noble and all these other places because they don't have that reach. And it's a lot more fun and more fulfilling to them 
when it's within their own community. So have you ever observed any successful strategies authors have used to secure spots for their book in the library's collection? The the most successful books that are are submitted into our collection are are those with the the kind of the widest reach and, and the most um, the most interest level for 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 all patrons. So that could be it could be um, sticking with certain genres. Uh, like I know, I've I've witnessed success with people writing like science fiction books and and having those those uh, do well in our in our circulation numbers. Um, but I, having the the wider reach and kind of uh, meeting a lot of the the popular demand is is what um, what drives circulation. What about you, Daniel? Can you share any uh, share a story of a memorable or transformative experience that an adult patter, uh, patron hat patron can't speak had at one of your library events because of this? Any library event or specifically the author fair? Either one. Either um, one. Well, um, I hope I don't get emotional, but after last year's fair, actually it was several months after last year's author fair, um, there was one of the authors that was invited to last year's fair. She and a friend of hers were also, they were both um, at the fair, both had a booth, um, and um, I apologize that I don't remember their names right now, but... She said, I wanted to let you know that my friend, this was that was her first book, she was so excited about getting accepted to the author fair. And she, you know, had a blast talking to the people that came to the fair and she sold books and it was like a dream come true for her. And the reason that she was telling me this is that her friend had cancer. Oh. And then had wow. passed. Oh. Like man. a month or so before she sent me that message via email. And she just wanted to let us know that like we made such a difference in her friend's life, like before before the end. And she was so happy to have had that experience at our author fair. Wow, so, that is yeah. amazing. I had to take a few moments that day at my desk. <laughs> <laughs> I bet I, yeah. I would have been t- I, I would have been yeah. shot for the rest of the day. I'd be like, I'm going home. Yeah. I'm done. I can't do this things anymore. Things like that make you know all of the day to day stresses at work worth it. So you know that's I think that's something that people need to be realize when they're doing this. How grateful you know people can be with the just having the opportunity and utilizing that opportunity and it it doesn't matter like you said it doesn't matter if it's one book if it's 10 books if it's 35 books just having the opportunity to have your story picked up by somebody and having the opportunity to come and talk to them and all this stuff i mean even as a story writer myself that's that's great i love when people can say i love that story it it impacted me in some way shape or form and that's fun because that's what we do as storytellers. That's why we have great librarians like yourselves here. Because that's what you guys love to do, is just to keep that art of storytelling alive. Joseph, we're going to get into some of the nitty gritty of, you know, some of the things that people really have been looking for when it comes to, you know, writing their books and everything. And I remember at one point, again, when I was doing the research, that it is said that it's more valuable to have a author invest in paid reviews for, you know, anything from uh, 
I think it was the Publishers Journal or something to that effect. Um, but these reputable journals and articles that focus on getting these reviews out there for people, do you think that most people should either work on rep these reputable journals or focus on online reviews from platforms like Amazon and Goodreads to get your people that are in your positions uh, attention? Yes. Uh, professional reviews are, are hugely important in our industry. I spend a, a large portions of my day reading those professional reviews. Uh, I think you you were getting at Publishers Weekly, maybe as as one yes, of the options. One yeah, yeah, yeah. Library Journal, um, Kirkus Reviews. Those are all uh, professional reviews sources that that we use to um, they they advocate for for books and and uh, especially stress uh, what kind of books are important to to which size collections and and what types of collections. So. Um, so yes, I, I I can't pretend that the the professional reviews uh, uh, don't don't help the the situation, but they they certainly do. Now that's not possible for for everyone, however. Like mm. as you mentioned, those are are paid reviews, so uh, they they tend to exclude people who don't uh, take that additional step or or have the the means to to take that step. So uh, getting uh, getting reviews of independent books are 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 just as just as important uh, there are are certain review sources there's a, a forward magazine uh, they they um, compile independent reviews of or, or I should say reviews of independent books that that we use that to kind of drive our uh, some of our purchasing decisions um, but but yes those those kind of um, Industry trade reviews are, are are certainly very valuable. Now, you mentioned like a, an Amazon review or, or so. Those, um, not to say they're not useful to us, but uh, we understand that those are written by by individuals, and and those aren't. Uh, we wouldn't treat those with the same kind of uh, understanding as we would a, a professional review. Right. No, because it's almost like looking at when when you look at journalism, you know, journalists. Their biggest favor, or their favorite places to, that they always want to go to is, you know, the New York Times or Washington Post. Those are like the places that people want to go because that's where people see their articles the most. And they have been around for so long that people see that as this is the articles that you want to go to. Look, same thing with medical journals or engineering journals or whatever the case may be. There's always those prolific ones that people want and need to go to because they are the most seen. So I can definitely understand that. So, Danielle, let me ask you this real quick. Um, knowing that these reviews and everything are something that people need to look into more and think about investing for themselves, how do you ensure the accessibility and the inclusivity in your adult programming uh, for your patrons when it, when it varies to abilities, backgrounds, and needs, and having these presented to them in a way that's going to allow them to be seen by the public? Well, I mean, in, in regards to our local author fair, um, we, of course, evaluate, you know, after the applications come in, we use a number of criteria to determine whether or not we will invite the author for the fair. Um, however, a lot of the authors that are local, like we mentioned, we, 
we're, we're not going to find their their works right. um, reviewed by those sources, the professional reviews. Um, so we, we do look at Amazon um, to a certain extent um, or Goodreads because a lot of them do have, you know, a, a good number of reviews on there already. We're not talking thousands, um, oh. but, you know, dozens, hundreds. Um, so that certainly helps. Um, but for the for the fair, it's really like local is is paramount. So we we look at the distance from our service area because we did get some far flung applications from like Ohio, and I'm like, you're not really local. I mean, thank you for taking the time, and I'm like wildly curious as to how you found out about our fair. <laughs> but it could have been anything to do with the podcast it, it at could all have been. or anything. It could have like been. Um, and like local significance, um, we have several that are, you know, about Noblesville history or Fisher's history specifically. So that's almost a shoe in. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I still have both of those <laughs> books at home right now and I need to bring those in because they're really good books. I yeah. Yeah. And of course we, we invite some, um, organizations, um, to come to the author fair, um, as well. Um, one this year being the Hamilton County Bicentennial Commission because they published a book. That was, you know, about the, the county's history. Um, yeah, so it's it's definitely um, a number of criteria that we we use when when judging who we can invite to the fair. But um, it it is definitely different than what Joseph is looking at when he's making purchasing decisions. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so let me ask you just Joseph, because everybody knows that well at least most people should know this that when it comes to getting these books getting these programs out there there's a budget and you guys have to share that budget because it's this is nonprofit, uh more or less more or less more or less um but is state funded am i correct on that yes okay so what are some of the current trends in the library? How can authors leverage these trends to increase their chances of being included in your collection? Well, I think I would say pay attention to the other books that are on the uh, not the New York Times bestseller list, for example. That's there's a reason why authors tout that as the as the the gold standard for for best selling. When you see that, you'll you'll you will see the trends that are are evident i think also paying attention to what gets turned into movies and tv series uh, anything that is is big enough to turn into a filmed production within within a year or so uh, just watch that will spawn some some lookalikes down the road so uh, i think that following in those in the trends that that are um that are turned into you know other mediums is, is definitely a, a a popular popular avenue to to get more more eyes on a, a book so let me ask you this then as of this month what are some of the most checked out genres of the library that you know of and the same thing with you Danielle with people coming to uh, the book fair and stuff like what are the top three sure the uh, Thrillers are are always always a big deal at our our library. If you if you write a, a captivating mystery with a with a twist ending, uh, those are those are going to be um, going to be be popular. I, I who done it kind of mm -hmm. mysteries. Those those are always going to be in the most popular. 
Um, romance stories, obviously, also, if you write a captivating romance, like uh, I, Colleen Hoover jumps to mind right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I think last I checked, six of her books were in our top 10 most circulated in the last, really? last month. So so she has particularly caught storm. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and and she writes in that that um, romance that's that's popular amongst uh, many readers. So mm-hmm. um, you'll you'll notice that as a a popular popular trend. That's awesome. What about you, Danielle? What what are some of the more popular genres that are at going to be like at the book fair this year? We try to invite a variety so that we have a good representation. Um, but it if it can be difficult if we don't get authors applying um, that write in those genres. But we definitely have several romance um, writers for the adult audiences. Um, But we we have a good subsection, though, too, of um, children's authors that will be at the fair, a little more than a dozen of those, about a dozen young adult authors, teen authors as well. Um, And, of course, the teen authors, they tend to um, favor, like, fantasy um, you know, fantastical realms. Mm-hmm. Um, Your high that, fantasy. Yeah, high fantasy um, is very popular. But also, there's we have poets, uh, collections of poetry. Um, the Indiana po- uh, Poetry Society will be there. Let's see. We have a lot of memoirs, too. A lot of people locally um, have written memoirs um, telling their life stories. So, <sighs> mysteries, thrillers, a couple of westerns. So there's yeah. definitely a diverse. It's definitely diverse, and we we tried to get a good mix of genre representation at the okay. at the fair. So, let me ask you both this, because there's always a right way to do it, and there's always a wrong way to do it. What are what are the your your top three do's and don'ts of you know getting a book even looked at? for not only, you know, the book fairs or any of these adult uh, events, but also to get their books into the libraries. I'll start. For the author fair, the only do is have a published book and then submit your application for the fair. That's all. That's the baseline. Wow, that's... Yeah. That's... uh, (laughs) If you can't do that, come on now, folks. Seriously. Uh, I will echo that. Yeah, having a a published work in hand and and something that that we can we can look through and and browse uh, that that is definitely the the place to start at least if you're starting from a, a theoretical well, I want to write a book about this I, I would say fantastic I can't wait to look through it and then then but then we would go from go from there as for um, as for a, a don't I'll, I'll, I'll take that um, I would Part of our our policy is that when we accept a book into our our collection, whether it's by donation or by something we have have elected to purchase, we kind of decide where that book lives and and what we do with it from from that from that point on. So, a, a don't would be going into your library and uh, well, first demanding that they add it to the collection, which is is not going to be a, a a fun conversation for either either side of the of things. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's not no, let's not do that. Yeah, but but then uh, but then deciding or, or or trying to instruct the library where you think that that book should should live and and the best ways for us to use that. Um, we we just ask that that you trust librarians to to do with your book what what um, what is best for the patrons and best for you and best for the library itself and 
Uh, and that that would be uh, I, I'll turn that into a do. How about how about that? There you let's go. There say you go. say trust I, trust your librarians. Well, you know the people that actually do this every single day. The you know the the experts per se. Um, speaking of policies, you know there was something that I I also noticed when again doing my research because I never want to come into these interviews, you know half cocked or anything of that nature. Is there a way that authors can actually come to you and say, hey, can I have a, a, a look at the, what your policy is? Um, some of the resources that of places like where you, you I need to put this stuff up and where you look and stuff of that nature. Yes, our policy well, for collection development, as well as any of our, our policies, are all public-facing, and you can find them uh, on our website. In fact, there's a, a policies banner that lists all of these, and, and collection development is one of those. Uh, particularly, we have selection criteria that um, a book doesn't need to meet all of those uh, those criteria, but uh, there that there's a clearly laid out list of, of things that, that kind of... Uh, decide uh, how we select books for for the collection and and I would I would urge anybody to to check that out um, and that that is true for I won't say every library of course but for for most libraries that their policy is is public for a reason so uh, that those are most often available on on websites including collection development so beyond the basic information um, what additional details should an author include on their sales sheet to make it more compelling for the library to, you know, pick up. Well, as, as Danielle mentioned earlier, having a local connection is is always uh, is always preferred. I would say, uh, not to say that we won't accept donations from from anywhere, but if you're if you're an, an author trying to get your book in in a swath of libraries. Uh, maybe sending more personalized messages and including those with your books as opposed to just a, a blanket uh, email to libraries across the state about about adding your book and those are are less likely to get noticed by by someone like like me so here's the fun thing that I, I love about this is that you guys have been able to really bring out the resources for people and obviously Danielle you know people can come I'm presuming people can come to you at the book fair and talk to you about this and you know even be able to say yes I can be a resource for you kind of thing yeah yeah um librarians in general we are here to help you know whether it is the event coordinator type like myself or the collection development type like Joseph, or just our, our public services um, or children's librarians or teen librarians, we are here to help. Um, we are here to ask questions and help connect you to the information and resources that you need, whether that is related to writing a book and getting it published or anything else. You know, you need to research stocks or, mm. you know, I don't know. We get all sorts of questions and that's what we are here for. Um, we we can and if we can't answer the question for you or help you with your particular concern, we um, will try our best to connect you to another resource or organization that will be able to. So, I, because I've heard this and it's been a long time ago, but I've never been able to confirm it. When adding a book to the the library, either physical, audiobook, or ebook. 
every book is or every library is attached to the same specific system. Is that correct? Do you mean like interlibrary loan? Yeah, is that what you're, yeah, you're referring to? Loans. Yes. Yeah. Um, I uh, speaking broadly, not every library is connected. It's it, it's not a one network uh, okay. that that all libraries are connected with, uh, but there are certain networks which libraries can can share materials around. So. Um, that's that's one of the things that that we do very uh, very frequently is is uh, take requests and uh, see the best ways to, to to get them, either by purchasing them, purchasing them or by sending them to uh, another library and, and getting those materials brought in so that we can assist our patrons using the resources of, of another library. So if you know we're we're going to go into the the creative uh part of a part of this uh episode uh obviously you both are not authors yourselves uh but you guys know enough about books that this is going to be fun anyways <laughs> um say that i am you know a, a new author and i have come to you guys you've already approved of just having a conversation at least what are some of the things that i need to really uh, to research before I even come into you guys to say, here's my book. I know you guys have seen the reviews and everything, but it, how is it that I can secure it being here, at least one copy? Uh, well, fortunately, that there's not a lot of research that that you need to do on the author end. The the uh, we kind of we do a lot of the research our, ourselves in in a way that we want to make sure. That it our book meets our our selection criteria. So, uh, I would say uh, just have a have an open and personal conversation with one of us. If that whether that comes from a, a letter that that you're including or or just a conversation that that happens over the phone or or even dropping by the library, uh, and just just talking to us about your book, showing that passion that that goes a long way in 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 selling a selling a, a librarian on. On adding that book to the the collection, and, and don't tell us exactly where you need to put it. And <laughs> correct, yes, those other yes. <laughs> so, I want to thank you both for being on here. I really do, because this is something that I've been wanting to do for a while. I just haven't had the chance, <laughs> and now I do, and it's great. But now we want to learn a little bit more about you two, and we're going to start with Danielle on this. Um, Danielle, what inspired you to actually be a librarian? Um, I'm in a very different role now than when I first, you know, came an official librarian out of grad school. Um, I didn't have this programming focus before. Um, I was just sort of a general reference librarian. But back when I came out of library school and was a brand new shiny librarian. There's a library um, school? Yes. Wow. Yes. You learn something new every day. Yes. I have a master of library science. So. <laughs> master? Yeah. Yes. Okay, master. Um, Tell me everything. <laughs> anyway, when I when I was fresh out of grad school, um, I just I I gravitated towards public libraries as opposed to academic or school libraries or special libraries like law libraries. Mm, no thanks. I admire the people that can do that, but that is not for me. Anyway, um, I I love no two days are the same. You're always gonna have conversations with patrons. Um, that are different and amazing and interesting and but they they need help you know in one way or another whether it's just hey I want this specific title can you help me find it in the library or 
I need to do this research for this paper or I need to learn how to use Microsoft Word for work. Can you help me? Um, that's what really inspired me and keeps me going, like helping people in our community, the people that are in our neighborhood and, you know, it, especially adults. You know, I, you know, I deal with adult audiences and um, everybody, I think, might at first think of libraries, public libraries, as story times for little kids. Um, and we love families and that is a big part of what we do as well. But uh, we're here for the continuing ed education of adults from the time they're 18 until, you know, 100 and beyond, hopefully. There you go. There you go. There you go. Well, so um, it's challenging, but it is also very rewarding. What about you, Joseph? What inspired you to become a librarian? Well, I think Danielle took all the good answers. <laughs> but I think that just uh, that speaks to the fact that I, librarians, um, if I could speak broadly, get into this business because we want to help help our patrons and help our community. And uh, I, I think most mostly we, we recognize that this is a, a place for everyone and, and there's something very, very value, valuable about being able to connect anyone uh, with, with, with whatever they're looking for, whether it's something for entertainment or something for education. They, we, we have um, we, we try to have the resources resources for everyone. I, I, I like to think of, of libraries and, and um, this is answers your question in a roundabout way. but when you're when you're in school, uh, people are, are learning, but they're almost learning because they're they have to be. They're, they're in school. Yeah. I think of libraries just a little differently, but people walk into a library it's because they, they want to be here and they, they want to learn more or, or, or find some enjoyment or, or they're they're here because they they choose to be and and, and um, it's our responsibility to to get them to get them what they need. There's there's no expectation to to pay a dime when you walk in the door. You just uh, we we have stuff stuff for everyone and and that's uh, that's the the most rewarding part of 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 what we do. And I think it's more hilarious that especially when you said about the the money part. It's like this is free. Everything here is free, mm -hmm. and I don't think a lot of communities actually really take advantage of that, or if they do have the capability of doing it, you know, some obviously don't have the ability to do it or go out and buy a new book every week, um, like many of us bookworms actually would love to do, uh, but the, the ability to come to a library and say, hey... I just got done with this book. Can you recommend me a new one? Um, or do you have this next book? Because I can't find it anywhere else. Is there a quote that inspires you to continue to come in and just have that same mentality every day to just keep doing what you do? It doesn't matter if it's like a song that helps you to get, you know, have that thought process of this is going to be a great day. I want to come in today. Or if it's someone that just continues to inspire you to come in each day oh, as I've well. Got a cheesy one. Okay. Oh, we got to do the if, cheesy if one. If you want a cheesy one, it, you mentioned song, so here you go. <laughs> this was um, um, actually about the time when I was interviewing for this position here. <laughs> it was my motto. Oh. Do, have you seen the Lego Movie? Too? Oh my gosh! Which one? Everything's not awesome. <laughs> Everything's not awesome, but it, it's cool when you're part of a team, or oh however the gosh. song goes. Like you know, everything's not awesome, but you, you know, if you work together as a team towards, you know, a greater purpose, then, you know, yes, it's not awesome all the time, 
but you can do great things still. So it's the Lego movie that just got it for you. Yes. The Lego movie. It, you know, it, it, that it, is, it has great messages. It, it does. <laughs> I will admit that. Yes. yes. It is a good movie. What about you, Joseph? Well, I, I think uh, I, I'll, I, will, I won't have anything quite as fun as that, as that to add. But I, Danielle hit the nail on the head. Is working working with a team that that keeps me coming coming to work and uh, just being being a part of of a great team here at the library and knowing we all have the same goal, and that is to to help patrons and 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 to be here. That that is is absolutely what keeps me going. All right. So I know we were joking about this earlier about writing kryptonite and everything. He was like, "I'm not a writer. I don't I don't do this." So. I want to know what is your librarian kryptonite? Definitely time management for me. I I have about uh, eight hours of things worth doing and and maybe two hours to actually do them. So trying to trying to squeeze all that in in on one day and 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 still be open and available to to questions. That's that is definitely the. Uh, I I just wish I had had more of those hours on the on the clock. You and me both, brother. You and me both. What about you, Danielle? Same, um, but I will also say, more recently, um, I'm very distracted by the construction that is happening at our buildings. Renovations will be fantastic, but um, it is very distracting for me. <laughs> I want to watch what's going on. That's part of the problem. Not just like when it's a little noisier than normal, but I want to watch and see what they're doing okay. <laughs> and how they're going to, how it's going to look more awesome at the end. Everything's so, going to be awesome. Yeah. All right. So final question. What is next for you, Danielle, and you, Joseph, not only as librarians, but for the library itself? For me, it's a never-ending cycle of planning programs and events, and then putting those programs in, you know, into into action and and presenting them or facilitating them or, um, yeah. And as far as the local author fair, I will have to have a hard look and see of like how can we grow this because in the, the current venue that we are using and there's literally not much more we can do to fit in more authors or organizations so um we'll have to evaluate there like, mm. what what is going to come for next year's 2024 Ooh. local author fair interesting all right yeah. joseph what about you well, next for me and my department is April, and then May, and then we keep going. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I be I am being light, but uh, it's it's definitely about keeping the the uh, materials coming in and and keeping our patrons happy, uh, and and also at, at always 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 evaluating our our space to see uh, to make sure. That people are are finding what they need and and that they're finding it where they expect to find it and, and kind of keeping our our spaces uh, the the most most user friendly and logical and, and keeping people happy that's that's what we're we're trying to do next. Man, Joseph Danielle, thank you for being on the show. Please tell everybody where they can find you. This is the shameless self promotion point. <laughs> Is it what event? Obviously, you know the book fair is going to be the big event, so we definitely want to tell people about that. But is there any place people can find you? Uh, anything big coming up for for you, Joseph, or the department, or anything like that? The floor is yours. I would just encourage you to visit your library. We, we've got locations here at here in Fishers and Noblesville, and uh, any any librarian would be happy to happy to talk to you and and help you get get whatever you need. So. 
Um, I have I have nothing to personally promote. You can ask for Joseph at either library, and you'll probably get me somewhere. But I'm I'm usually usually hanging out at one of those two buildings. So. Uh, so yes, the Hamilton East Public Library 2023 Local Author Fair is coming up on Saturday, April 15th from 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. at the Forum Events Center in Fishers. It's uh, really close to Ikea. And uh, so we will have just over 60 local authors and literary organizations that you, it's a free open house style event. All ages are welcome. Doesn't cost you a dime to walk in the door. Um, hopefully you will um, talk to some of our local authors about their writing journeys and, and their inspiration for um, why they wrote their book or books and hopefully purchase some books while you're there. There will be chances to also win some fabulous store prizes, like some book bundles um, of books that have been donated by some of the local authors that are participating. Um, you'll you'll also find Maccabee there, um, probably be. talking to some of these authors as well. So, Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'll be there. <laughs> I will be there. So thank you again both for being on there. And ladies and gentlemen, please, 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 I cannot say it much, please go to your local library, talk to your librarians, get educated, get inspired to just continue to write, to continue to uh, express your life in words that you may never have the chance to do again and create these memoirs, create these memories with your kids, families, do everything to get better and be better. And of course, of course, come to the book fair here in the Fishers area. Just as Danielle said, it is mm-hmm. April 15th from 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. Mm-hmm. Hey, I got it yes. right. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> and of course, continue to come to Beyond the Pen and get all these great uh, quotes, inspirations, and everything else about our authors. And just do, as I always say, keep writing, keep inspiring, and keep sharing as we all go Beyond the Pen. Hey, folks, that's a wrap for this episode of Beyond the Pen. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed creating it. If you'd like to stay connected and up-to-date with everything Beyond the Pen, follow us on Twitter at Beyond the Pen Pod and Instagram at Beyond the Pen Podcast. For even more content and exclusive access to our guest profiles and more, make sure to visit our website at beyondthepenpodcast.com. Don't forget to join our Facebook fan page to interact with our favorite authors and fellow fans of the show. And if you want to take your Beyond the Pen experience to the next level, check out our selection of video interviews on Traverse TV's video on demand and live stream. You can access these interviews through your Roku, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, Google Play, iTunes, or the Traverse TV app. So until next time, thanks again for tuning in and remember to keep writing inspiring and sharing as you go beyond the pen.